Jesus, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. God, we lift your name here in this place today. Come on, let's sing.
love his name today. It's higher than any other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What an awesome privilege to worship him, to worship his name, and to lift him up together. Come on, can we give him one more praise? Hallelujah. He's in this place. He's in this place. Hallelujah. Why don't you step out from where you are and greet those around you and just welcome them to church today. It's great to see. Good morning. Welcome to church. Haven't we had a great start to the 1045 experience this morning? God is with us. Hey, we are led by a board of eight gentlemen that provide great oversight to this church. And this morning, I want to welcome Gary Martin to the stage for a special announcement. Let's welcome Glory all of our God. board members. Good morning. So good to see everybody's smiling face out here. Well, today's a special day. We have the opportunity to honor Pastor Ron and Pastor Kelly on their ninth year of ministry here at the Assembly of Broken Arrow. Come on up, would you come up? Glory to God. Hooray! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, the word of the Lord came to the children of Israel and said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart and they will feed you knowledge and understanding. You have done that. You are our shepherds and we love you so much. You shepherd us with a heart and compassion. You serve us with, with energy and purpose. And you lead us with dignity, wisdom, and insight. We love you. We have prayed for you. We will pray for you as long as we can. We love you so much and we sincerely appreciate all that you do for us here at the assembly, amen? We have just a very small token and a gift for you from the board and from the church of the assembly. We love you so much. And we know how important family is and I know they're apart from you. So in that, a part of that are two airline tickets to fly to your family, to see your family whenever you can. I'll get a kind of a wee-o, but don't be gone too long. We love you and appreciate all that you do for us. We hold you in high esteem as our shepherds and pastors. God bless you. Let's show our appreciation to Pastors Ron and Pastor Kelly. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you, Gary, and thanks to the eight deacons that surround Kelly and me with the very best of support, prayer, and vision, visionary leadership. We are grateful that in the sovereignty of God nine years ago, he led our family here. We love serving Jesus. We love the call of God on our lives, and we're so grateful we get to do that with you. 
We love you. We're excited about where we are and so excited about where we're going. Know that we pray for you and we've just set our, our purpose to honor him and to have a lot of fun as we fulfill the vision that God has for us. You are the best and we love you and thank you so much. God bless you, everybody. As I said, what a great start to the service today. We're celebrating Pastor Ron Kelly, nine years. Hey, if you have your worship guide, grab that. We've got some great information we want to give you. If you are new to the assembly today, maybe this is one of the first times you've come, we'd love an opportunity to get a little information from you. You'll see a blue connect card in the seat back in front of you. In these next few moments, as we go through some of the worship guide that you have in your hand there, if you'll fill out that connect card, place it in the offering bucket as it passes by, it allows us to give you some great information, connect with you about how you you can maybe join us on this journey as a church. Well, we've got some great things coming up even today. After service today, if you are interested in information about any of the mission trips coming up for adults that are going to be in 2018, it's right after this service in the Hospitality Center. Pastor Justin will be there with all the information, and I know you're going to want to come and hear that. It's going to be a brief meeting, probably 15, 20 minutes. You'll get all your questions answered, and maybe you can get on the schedule to be a part of one of these world mission trips that we have coming up. So I look farther into the week on Saturday, men, there's a men's breakfast this Saturday. We've got a great speaker, 8 a.m., great breakfast. Come and start your day with that and go right into the morning prayer that we have here in the sanctuary and just keep it going through the weekend. As I look a little farther ahead, about two weeks out, we're under two weeks now to the Freedom Holy Spirit Conference. Freedom Holy Spirit Conference. You guys know we've been on a freedom journey. We've been in an intentional time from the elementary students all the way through the senior adults. We've been focused on the freedom curriculum, going through and learning how to be free in Christ. And we're going to culminate that on March 2nd and 3rd. That's a Friday night at 7, Saturday 9 to 12, where you're going to come and experience the Holy Spirit in a new way. We've been praying for that. We've been preparing for that and and a long series of events that have led us to this point. And we believe God's really going to show up in a powerful way. So mark your calendar. Already start making plans. We've got child care provided. The elementary have their own version of the conference going on at the same time. Students are going to join the adults in the auditorium. We're going to have a great time as we wait before the Lord, as we seek the Holy Spirit to be filled with him fresh and new. Well, I want to invite the ushers forward. Aren't you thankful for a powerful, gifted usher team? I want to celebrate them today. These guys do a great job. It's men and women of the church. I was coming in this morning And you notice on the sides here, we have some stairs that people enter on the sides. And and one of our ushers had a drill out and they had some LED light strips. And, you know, they've been very intentional about having little flashlights that they shine so you can make sure you don't miss a step when you're coming in when the lights are down. Well, today they installed some LED strips. Our very own uh, Tim Tebow lookalike over here, Rob Musman, installed some light strips for us today. And uh, Chris Campbell, Chris, you have started uh, leading this usher team. You did a great job organizing that, making sure we got that. So we have safety first in our usher team. They knocked it out of the park today. Let's give it up for them one more time. Thank you, ushers. Hey, we are in a wonderful season. I'm going to pray over the offering, and after that, you're going to have an opportunity to see uh, an extended version of a recap of Night to Shine. We'll be able to celebrate again uh, all that God did just a few weeks ago. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then you're going to enjoy this video. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity we have to give. I thank you, God, that we're a church that's challenged to continue to be generous, God. 
because there's so many good things that you want us to do and, and to accomplish even in this year, God. I thank you as we're faithful, God, that you're gonna take what's given, you're gonna multiply it for your kingdom effectiveness. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name, amen. Our first year, we had 320 guests. Our second year, we had 600. As of right now, we have 670 guests this year, so incredible. And the reason is the heart behind it. It's not about us, it's about giving of ourselves, sacrificing so that we can make our guests feel amazing. This isn't just a Tulsa thing. This is certainly not an assembly of Broken Arrow thing. This has just become a worldwide movement. Our prayer is that every one of our guests would feel God's love, that they would feel beautiful and celebrated and important and special for the right reasons. I actually have a surprise for you guys. I have one more person who would like to say thank you today. So give it up for Tim Tebow. Honestly, I just wanted to come here and say thank you for everything that y'all have done. You'll get to meet a lot of kings and queens tonight and celebrate them. There'll be so many people that were impacted here tonight that you'll never know their story until one day you get to heaven. You're going to be able to meet them and you're going to be able to see the significance of what you've done. We get to celebrate those people and instead of having them as outcasts, we get to have 100,000 of them be crowned king and queen tonight and that's pretty special. children with special needs got the VIP treatment as part of the Night to Shine event and it gives an unforgettable prom night experience to kids ages 14 and older. You can just tell that there's hope lifted and that they just really sense that people see them and notice who they are. All of the guests are treated like stars. There are limousines, a full red carpet and paparazzi. More than 540 churches worldwide take part in this event every year. There are 240,000 churches in the U.S. If we could get them to start doing what you guys are doing, imagine the difference that we could make. We're actually truly not just talking about it, but we're living it because we're showing it. And we're not just saying love, we're choosing to live it out with our actions every day and show that to people that wouldn't be invited on red carpets, but we're throwing the biggest, best bash in the city for them because that's how God looks at them. Because those are truly our kings and queens. Come on, that's amazing. Yeah, go ahead. Let's stand and praise God for Night to Shine 2018. Come on, put your hands together. So many differences made. You did it. Thank you so much for the dress drive. Those of you that worked to help get those dresses ready for all the queens all of the buddies that serve, all of the setup from the parking lot to every room that we use. There were 2,000 people at the Marriott. We, we filled every 
every space they had. And you really honored the heart of the Lord and you showed the love of Jesus to a lot of people. Thank you for not just going to church. Thank you for being the church. Amen, amen. And Tim Tebow, he'll be signing autographs in the lobby right after this service. I've been at several restaurants with him, and when he'd come in, I would just stand up and go, Tim Tebow. People just turn and look. Love it. Absolutely love it. Someone on Friday night asked for his autograph, and he just gave it to them. Hey, just go with it. Just go with it. This morning, Kelly and our creative team, we were praying as we always do, right before service. And at the end of my prayer, I said, Lord, thank you for all of your blessings on this freedom journey. And right then, Siri on my phone goes, freedom journey, blessings that I have found and pulls up a stream of things. And like, this has never happened before. Like, I don't know what I said that triggered it. If that happens during this sermon, we're just going to duck and take it as a word from God. I'll just put it. <laughs> the first article that Siri found, I looked and it said, uh, Freedom Journey, Preacher on the Run. So I, I didn't read it. That's what it said. It's like, amazing. This Freedom Journey is now uh, entering the final two weeks. And then we start the Conference on the Holy Spirit. And evaluating this journey, what we know is that really it's not a pursuit of freedom. It's a pursuit of God who gives freedom. We aren't pursuing change because we've learned we can't change ourselves. It's a pursuit of God and then he brings the change. If you've identified an area, an issue, or an addiction... You do not focus on that addiction and say, that's enemy number one, and it consumes your focus. You identify it, see the lies that you have believed, get the truth that exposes those lies, truth that gets elevated higher than the lie that's created a stronghold in your mind so that it gets brought down. But you do not find freedom by focusing on the addiction you find freedom by focusing on God and the fruit of focusing on God is freedom. Yes, free indeed. Give him praise for that today. That's the journey. God has built into his word such a powerful principle that we are discovering on this journey. It's one that I wanna bring out today and. This could be revolutionary in your approach at life, the human experience, and to walk in freedom that you know God has for you. I want to start in the book of Mark, and this is what it says. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. So see that there's potential in the seed in and of itself to bring forth growth. It's saying the one who scattered the seed or planted the seed, he may not even know it. Now let's go to the next verse. 
all by itself. That's powerful. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Mark says, here's what you and I can do in the change process. We can sow the seed, and when the harvest is coming, we can take advantage and bring that harvest in. But we cannot make the seed grow. The seed has built within it all of the potential to grow. Using the words of Mark, to grow all by itself. Here's what we know about the change process. We can't fix ourselves. And we can't fix anybody else. Remember a time I was in the hall of the church. And a lady came in and she says, preach good today because I have an issue. I said, what is it? And she goes, it's him. Like, she brought her issue with her. Now, don't raise your hand, but have you brought your issue with you today? She's like, you need, you need to fix him. He spoke up, as any great husband should in a moment like that, and said, I have issues because of her issues. So, like, if both of them could get fixed, then they could go on in freedom. I can't fix him. She can't fix him. I can't fix her. He can't fix her. God is the one who makes the change. But we do have our part. Our part is it's the natural. God's part's the supernatural. If you tie into Isaiah 40 that we've talked about for a few weeks, it says, though that wait, they that wait upon the Lord will mount up with wings like an eagle, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Those three things are supernatural. Our part is to put our heart before God in a spirit of surrender, the natural, so that the supernatural can occur. Our part is to sow the seed. It's God's part to cause growth and change to occur. See that there is your part God's part, there's my part, there's God's part. And if I'm doing my part, I can set high expectations for what God is about to do. Continuing, this is how Matthew helps us with the change process. Then he told them many things in parables saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But the sun came up, the plant when, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, 160 or 30 times what was sown. The promise of change, the lowest metric here is 30 times what was sown. But the part that you and I have is about the condition of the soil. Notice there was no problem with the seed. And when the seed got into good soil, 
the least result was 30 times what was sown. So the change process, it is not trying to fix ourselves. It is to create or cultivate life. And I want to explain that for a moment. If your car has a problem and it's recalled, you'll get a notification, take the car in. There is a faulty piece of equipment. So they have the fix. They're going to take that part out, put the new part in, and you will be on your way. And it's fixed. And what fixed your car is the exact same thing that's going to fix tens of thousands of cars. If we approach each other with a mechanical mindset, we're going to continue to live frustrated. If we approach ourselves that way, I, I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm going to fix this about myself. You're going to be so frustrated because you're not a machine. You're a living organism. And so you can't fix yourself. All you can do is cultivate the soil of your heart. You cultivate life. And when the seed gets planted into a right heart, God does his part. And the least result is 30 times what you sow. Think of it like this. The seed that fell on the path, the birds just swept it up. But if you worked the path, you could create good soil. Then you had the, the shallow soil, the stony ground. Now there was enough soil for the seed to sprout, but the sun scorched it because there wasn't enough soil for it to get a root system. But you could work that soil until it could be good ground. The next heart, because these are four kinds of hearts, was where the seed came up, but there were thorns, and the thorns choked out the harvest. You could work that area where it also could be productive. Then the fourth heart was good ground, fertile soil, and when the seed was planted, it produced 160 or even 30 times what was sown. So here's the met we're gardeners, we're not mechanics when it comes to spiritual growth. You can't fix your spouse, you can't fix your kids, they can't fix you. What we can do is cultivate life. We can cultivate our heart. We can work to make our heart so receptive by having a spirit of surrender and a spirit of receptivity. And we say no more pride and no more blame shifting. We're going to own it because if we keep blame shifting, we set ourselves up for a repeat performance of the past. We don't want that anymore, so we're gonna come with a spirit of surrender. We don't work so hard to fix ourselves. Matter of fact, we experience change in a spirit of surrender because that's our part, God's part is to change us. So really, the freedom journey is a pursuit of God, and the fruit of a pursuit of God is freedom. So you surrender. So you work on the condition of your heart.
Now let's let John add to this conversation. Chapter five, verse one. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Here's my part to abide in the vine. Here's my part to remain in him. Isn't it interesting? The Bible says that the word never returns void. So it's that powerful. However, if we sit here today and say, okay, the word has gone forth. And however many we have in this room, you're hearing it. So it's going to do what it was sent to do. We've got to work this out because that's, that's not true. If your heart and my heart isn't good ground, then the seed of this word isn't getting planted. And because it's not planted, we don't get the result. I can want change, but if my heart's not ready, there will be no change. I can want the result of pursuing God without the commitment to pursue him, which creates the kind of heart that can receive the word where change can happen. I can be a fan of freedom, but I'm not ready to focus on what it takes to experience that freedom. I could preach freedom every Sunday of 2018, but if your heart is not ready to receive the seed of God's word, then there will be no freedom. So do you see, there is a responsibility that rests with you and me. That responsibility is to say, how is my heart? I'm not asking you to have the power to change yourself. I'm not asking you to come up with what it takes to beat the attraction or the power of sin. I'm asking you to do what only you can do. Will you place your heart in surrender to God authentically and allow the seed to be planted in that kind of ground and watch the result? Freedom is available, but it's going to come to those who genuinely place their heart before the Lord. What has risen as the principle of this entire journey is put God first. I know we want functional relationships, functional families. We don't want to be in an addiction. We want all of that. But I'm not sure we want to put God first. We want the result of putting God first without the heart devotion that leads to the result of putting God first. So you see, you can focus on your addiction and make it enemy number one. I'm not going to smoke that ever. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not going to do that. You can, you can, and you will end up cycling back through that situation. When you finally say, I want God. I want him more than anything. Some of you want to be free. But we've got books full of stories and statistics 
of people sitting down with counselors saying, I don't want to do this anymore. And even their desire to quit has not produced freedom. When we pursue God, when we decide that we want to open our hearts in full surrender to God, then the word, like a seed, gets planted. And within the seed of the word is all the power needed to break the chains of addiction. Amen. Amen. So the challenge today is, are we remaining? Here, here it is. Our part is to be faithful. It's God's part to be fruitful. It's our part to be faithful. Faithful to a spirit of surrender. It seems so contrary to the natural mind to think that if you would just rest in the Lord, it could lead you to freedom. You've worked so hard. Why don't you just rest in the Lord in full surrender and watch what God will do in your life. And as we make this journey, there's this word here. It's the word prune or pruning. And as we make and yield our hearts to the Lord, first thing he does is he cuts off that which is not bearing fruit. That crosses over as the message that he deals with that area that's destructive. That is going to destroy. That's where he goes to work. And he doesn't, he doesn't come in to negotiate or manage. He comes in to remove. Get rid of it. You are free. He removes. But then he doesn't stop there. God created you with gifts and talents. God created you with resources to think, energy to work, and to apply yourself. And so he prunes back. He not only cuts off, he cuts back. And what he cuts back is to set it up for greater productivity. Now you're pruning for vision. Watch the freedom journey. A yield to him, surrender to him. Out of his love, his word gets sown into my heart. He's starting to preoccupy my thoughts, not the sin and my own lust that has, keeps leading me into it. As I fall in love with him, as I am nurtured by his word, I realize he's severing ties with those things that are destructive. A tie to drugs, a tie, soul ties, they start being severed. Say how, explain the pruning process spiritually. We get it physically, like how you go out and prune back a, a rose bush, but explain it physically. It's the seed of the word. As you put yourself in the word, the word is like, according to Hebrews, it is sharp, and it's precise, and it doesn't have an interest in just lodging anywhere. That word, this is where the word will not return void. It's going to hit the target. It's going to go 
Just like surgery now today, surgery can be so precise. They, they can come right to the most specific area and do the work necessary. That's the precision of God's word to go in and begin to cut away that character trait that you have nurtured that now has you pulling away from everything that's important, pulling you into something that's destructive. The word, God's doing his part. You're doing your part, now the word's doing its part. But the Lord doesn't stop there. Now, he orients you to the future and he starts shaping and preparing you for maximum potential. He's not just pruning you for freedom. Watch this. He's pruning you for vision. God's just not about you being free. He's about you being free and then fulfilling the destiny of your life. The dreams that he has for you that you think have died, but they haven't died. The vision that he has for you that you think is over, it's not over. He wants to do a mighty, mighty work in your life. We have to get our hearts in full surrender to the Lord. Put Him first. Wake up in the morning and nurture your heart by His Word. Own your atmosphere every way you can to fill that atmosphere with the things that will orient your heart to the Lord. And just allow your heart to be renewed to God, cleansed by God, filled with God's presence, filled with God's word. And watch the kind of self-control that starts to grow. Watch gentleness replace harshness. Watch goodness replace all of that sinfulness. Watch faith replace all of that defeat and depression. Watch the fruit Begin to grow. The fruit on an apple tree, just how, it's just amazing to think those apples, they're produced because of the power within that tree. And not only to produce those apples, but to produce even more apple trees. 30, 60, 100 fold. You will allow the word to get planted in your heart. And the fruit of that would be freedom in all that the Lord has for you. It has a generational influence. It's not only saying there's something going on in my life today and I would, I would like for it not to go with me into tomorrow. If we can deal with that, I just want you to know it's also going to have an effect 10 years from now. 50 years from now, why don't you slay a giant and perhaps you slaying that giant will be a giant that your kids don't have to fight. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Our heart before him, just saying I'm yielded, I'm surrendered, that's my part then the Holy Spirit comes and begins to do His part. Would you stand with me, everybody?
With your eyes closed, if you've been frustrated with this change process and if this helps you, you've been trying to approach it more mechanically than as like the gardener to just cultivate life, then this message is for you. See, you can do this. This is empowering. We all can do this. Be, be aware that God will do his part. So once again, if there is a stronghold, there's a challenge in your life, you so want for that issue to not go with you into the future. Here in a moment, we're going to start singing. And as we do, I want you to come and stand as close to this platform as you can. And you're coming forward and just saying, I'm, I'm giving it to God. I'm giving my heart to God. I'm just going to go give my heart. I know what the issue is, but I'm not going to go give the issue. I'm going to go give my heart to the Lord. And as I give my heart to the Lord and surrender to a pursuit of Him, He'll deal with the issue. I believe there are many people, this is coming to you as, as the word of the Lord to you. And you're going to respond. Don't let anything keep you from it. There is no judgment in this place. We all know what it's like to have issues and challenges. And we know the struggle to overcome. We know what it is to come to a place of fully surrendering to God. And today is your day. We're going to stand with you, pray with you, and celebrate the good work of God in your life. Are you ready? To the youngest person in the room, to the oldest, from one side to the other, from the front to the back, this is your day to finally say, I get it now. I get it now, and I'm going to go for all that God has for me. Listen, you're pruning. You're being pruned by the Lord to get rid of the destructive. You're being pruned for vision, for purpose. Lord Jesus, I pray right now that as we begin to sing, that you bring everyone to the nearest aisle that needs to be here. That Lord, you would do the work that you promised to do in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come as they sing.
is such a work of God. People are still coming. That's it. Just respond. all of you who have come forward in this spirit of prayer and surrender, I want you to listen. I want to honor you for doing your part. This is what you can do. Just simply surrender and you're doing it. You're making your heart that place where God's word can be planted and because your heart is in a spirit of surrender that makes it good ground and now the word can do what it was sent to do so you're doing your part why don't you just lift your hands with me right now and we just say now lord will you do your part let your word lord let your word go to that place where the struggle is real where victory has been hard to find, where freedom has been, been hard to attain, where peace has been so difficult to receive. Lord, I pray that now you are doing your part. You watch over your word to perform it. You look for hearts or you can plant your word and let it bring a harvest of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, and self-control. You look for a heart where you can bring your power for fruitfulness. Today, God, I honor these people for their faithfulness. And I praise you for your fruitfulness in our lives. We give you the glory right now, Lord. It's, we're gardeners. We're just cultivating our heart for the potential of life. Thank you, Jesus. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. We're coming through, we're coming forth, and we're coming out. Hear this, every one of you. You thought this was going to bring you down. Listen, it's going to build you up. You thought it was going to harm you. Listen, it's going to help you. Because that's how great God is. He can take care of it. He can get involved and turn things around. You thought it was over. But it's not over. There's a fresh start in the grace of God. There's a lift of the Holy Spirit even now. It's like an updraft of God's grace. You're mounting up with the wings of an eagle. You're now ready to run and not be weary. Now you're gonna walk. 
and not faint. That's the supernatural work of God's grace. Come on, let's sing it together. I can see you, now I can know you. Now my heart has a song to sing. Yes. to the Lord. our part right here this is our part just waiting before him just love him worship him let the fresh power of God fill your heart your soul your mind
praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Chains fall, fear bow here now. Jesus, you change everything. Life's here, hope found here. Jesus, you change everything. Chains fall, fear out here now. Jesus, you change everything. Lies here, hope found here now. Jesus, you change everything. You know what? I know, I know God has met you. One more time. Come on, put your hands together to honor the Lord. Come on, everybody. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've accomplished today. So this week, 
it's a week of, of hope because all we have to do is cultivate life. All we have to do is place our heart in your word and worship and prayer. And then you will do your part. And thank you for meeting us in power today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I love you. God bless you. Have a great afternoon.